This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to this very special episode of the AEC Engineering and Technology Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping engineering professionals find technology that fits their needs. This podcast marks the first episode in our 10-episode series called Unveiling Tech Horizons. Throughout this series, we will revolutionize AEC consulting by delving into cutting-edge technologies such as AI, BIM, digital twinning, PM resourcing tools, and more. In this first episode, I'll be speaking with Mehdi, an author, speaker, and the CEO of Yegatech, about the different types of AI, how AI is used in engineering, and the challenges and opportunities it brings. We'll also discuss Mehdi's book, Augmented, and Mehdi will also share his advice for aspiring engineers who are interested in pursuing a career in AI. With that, let's jump into today's very special episode. Mehdi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Nick. So Mehdi, could you briefly introduce yourself and tell us about your background in, in AEC and AI and kind of how the two have come together for you in your career? I started as a civil engineer and got a specialization in structural engineering. I uh, started working as a structural engineer, designing lots of different types of buildings. And uh, later, I went to construction. So I started building what I used to design. And I learned a lot uh, from the field. And I decided to do higher education, get a master's in construction management, and later did my PhD at Georgia Tech in design computing, went to the architectural school. And this was a time that I got introduced to the world of artificial intelligence. I was doing a master's in computer science and uh, I was fascinated by how uh, AI is working and the potential that it has to our in industry. Fast forward, I started working for Autodesk on their AI initiatives and I was part of a team that created lots of different uh, solutions in manufacturing, architecture, engineering, and construction. As I was doing this for the company, I started realizing that why some of our AI projects are successful and why some of them are not. And that became a genesis of uh, my book, Augmented. I created a framework for the successful implementation of AI solution that I shared in the book and uh, later I decided to start my own company, Yegatech, helping architecture, engineering, and construction companies to leverage their data and AI and build a better future for everyone. Could you also elaborate on the role your company, Yegatech, plays in helping AEC companies with their operational strategies, specifically using AI? When we work with the companies in the industry, we typically see that there are lots of companies that do AI experimentation. They try to use AI, but when we ask them about how is this going to give you a market differentiation, the answer to that most of the time is we don't exactly know. So we help the companies, we look into their business strategy, we look 
into their some of the inefficiencies that we have today. And we bring some AI opportunities forward and work with the executives of these companies to create an AI strategy that accelerates their business strategy. And this is how we help this company in the industry to move forward faster. Which has got to be really welcome, right? Because as you've seen and you've been in the game for a while, right? But AI has recently exploded in the public side, right? Models like ChatGPT coming into the public's eye, becoming very accessible to your everyday user have really sparked an interest in this. And it's also really interesting, though, and I'm wondering if you've seen the same where technologies that have emerged, right? It's almost like it's hitting all levels of companies, right? Down from the individual contributor all the way up to the CEO, and everybody seems to be very interested in, in what's possible. If you're in the AI field for long enough, you kind of see the like three eras of AI, if you will. Uh, the first era is uh, from 1950s to like 2010, and that was the era of uh, small models. That was the era that we had very shallow, small model, very fragile, and that was the, the extent of it. Later on, when we had better algorithms, we had a lot of computing powers and a ton of data, came the era of deep models. And that was like 2010, 2012 to 2020. And this is when the models got deeper, stronger, and uh, we could you know, leverage those to do things at a really large scale. And since 2020, that came the era of foundational model. And these are the models that are very versatile. You know, you could talk to ChatGPT about law, about medicine, and about anything else. And these are the models that be leveraged as a foundation to do a lot of different things and this is just the beginning and that's why you know you see that the ai is touching all these different levels in the organization because now it's becoming a lot easier as the capabilities of these ai systems have been growing the cost of experimentation with these has been reducing at the same time and it's a lot easier to experiment with ai systems today your book, Augment It, right, was probably born out of some desire to educate the larger industry, particularly AEC, about like what is AI and how can it be used. But like in your own words, like why did you write Augment It and how has that been working out? I wrote this book because if you look at the AI in practice, 85% of the AI projects fail mainly because like three big reasons. One is, you know, data and lack of having good data. Another one is around planning and implementation for the AI projects. A lot of time companies say, okay, we have this data, give it to a data scientist and see what it can do with it. But the reality is that you really need to plan and design the AI system and then start building it. We don't build the buildings without the design and same goes uh, to creating an AI system. And the last one is the skill set and knowledge. We have a lot of people outside of the industry specializing in AI and we have a lot of people inside the industry that may not know much about AI but they're specializing in architecture, engineering, construction. The overlap between these two groups is very narrow. And what I really wanted to do with the book is that to create a bigger overlap between these two groups to help the executives. I wrote this book for uh, CEOs, leaders, and executives in the AC uh, community to really learn more about AI. 
And when I was interviewing for the book, I did more than 50 interviews and I asked him, what do you want me to put in the book that is really helpful to you? And often the answer was, tell me about what AI is and what it is not, what it can do, but more importantly, what are the limitations, what it cannot do, and what is the line between these two, between what it can and what it can. So the first part of the book talks about all of these. And the second part is about how you can bring that to your company. What are the steps that you need to take? And the last part of it is some of the use cases, some of the projects that we've done in the past and really trying to tie everything together. Based on the statistic you threw out, right, 85% of these AI projects are just, for whatever reason, you've mentioned a couple, not successful in the end. But let's start simple for our audience because we're going to build up to like your experience, use cases, et cetera. But for those who aren't familiar, what exactly is artificial intelligence? AI is the acronym, specifically in the context of engineering. So AI is a branch of computer science where scientists try to create computer systems that can mimic human capabilities. And those human capabilities are how we read, how we write, how we hear, how we see, and in the book, I use this metaphor of AI is like a tree. The roots of the tree are in science, like mathematics, biology, other branches of computer science. The branches of the tree are different fields or subfields of AI, such as computer vision to mimic how we see, uh, natural language processing to mimic our language. So we talk about ChatGPT and LLMs. Machine learning is another branch of the AI tree and robotics, optimization, and you know, knowledge representation and reasoning, just to name a few. So in the context of engineering, if you think about it, anywhere that any of us are working with images, working with text, working with other data formats, signals, there is a potential to apply these AI methods uh, into the work that we do. My personal interest, right, when we talk about infrastructure, right, computer vision is a huge part of that to essentially let a computer see just like we do as a human, right, computer vision. But getting into any subset of engineering, right, there's a lot of possibility, which is why I'd like to ask, so like how can AI be used in engineering and what are some of the challenges and opportunities that come along with that? When I was a structural engineer, just give you an example. I used to wait a lot of time. So I was designing the, the base model. I was putting all the loads in, loadings and everything. And I push a button just for FEA to run the analysis and wait for five minutes, go grab a tea or coffee, or talk to a neighbor and come back to get the results. So that process of running a FEA waiting for a long time. So what happens in the backend is that there are some inputs. The FEA is a function. It will run this based on the matrix calculation and everything. And it comes up with the output. Using machine learning as an example, if you have enough inputs and if you have enough outputs, you can create a function approximation that basically approximates what's happening in between. And this is one example. And what's the benefit of this is that you can use this to expedite the process of, you know, designing things. 
So instead of five minutes, once you have a machine learning model trained, you can do this in three seconds or three milliseconds. And what it enables us to do is that instead of running one simulation, maybe you can use another branch of the AI tree like optimization to run hundreds and maybe thousands of different simulations and scenarios for different geometries, for different you know conditions and things of that nature. So it really enables us to do a lot more in a very shorter period of time. Now, for the listeners, that was the example I, I gave you was my pain point in a day. So think about what are the things that you do every day and you're like, oh, why are we waiting for this for so long? Or what are we doing this? This is like 21st century. Why are we doing this this way? So think about inefficiencies and think about the things that you do and bothers you and think about those branches of the AI tree and think how it could potentially help you to do things faster, better, and so that you can do more with less. I'll draw on a related example from my experience in, you know, infrastructure repair and restoration, right? So often engineers are walking, you know, miles of bridges or hundreds of thousands of square feet of parking garages, right? Identifying these conditions and then analyzing each individually. If you're able to team an engineer up with a computer vision based piece of software, there's the opportunity to start using artificial intelligence to more quickly sift through conditions, you know, perhaps alert engineers to ones that are higher priority based on training data, et cetera, right? So just like you said, Matty, right, you're reducing this runtime of an FEA model from five minutes down to milliseconds with machine learning. You can start to really hone in on certain conditions and perhaps focus your efforts as an engineer on things that are more important in the inspection space, right? But like Mehdi said, just think about pain points that you as a practicing engineer have, and then try to determine if, you know, there's maybe a solution out there. And we're always, you know, available to talk about these things if anyone's interested in reaching out. But let's talk about more enterprise-wide or company-wide, like wide, right? So like if an AEC firm says, hey, I know there's something that AI can do, but I don't know where to go or what exactly I should be doing? Like, what's the first thing you're telling, say, like a potential client regarding like their AI strategy? These are all the things that I explain in the book. So there are two ways that we can capture those opportunities. Uh, one way is looking at inefficiencies that exist in the organization today. And you can run a survey, you can talk to people and often people have a lot of ideas on like where the inefficiencies are. Another category is looking into the business strategy. Where do you want to take your company three years from now? And what are the opportunities right there in the business strategy that AI can help to accelerate? And bringing these two together to find what's the right AI opportunity for your company. So that's often the starting point, starting from the business opportunity, starting from inefficiencies in the market, inefficiencies in the company. And once we have that, then you can you know, analyze all the data and look into, okay, maybe these are one or two or three starting points that if we can solve, can give the company a huge advantage. Like the C-suite executives, et cetera, and you know, setting like a strategy for market differentiation, would your advice change based on just like a company-wide versus like implementation by say like a CEO? 
my answer will be the same. Like looking at it through the lens of market differentiation. Let's say you're a CEO of a, an engineering company and you want to figure out uh, how AI could help you, your company, based on the data that you have to you know, make a huge differentiation in the market. And you look into different areas that you're doing, but and you realize that, okay, maybe there is an opportunity in making better no-go decision in the projects that you want to undertake. And you have done this 100 times before, you have all the data that's relevant, and perhaps, for instance, you can use some of those data to, based on the past projects and the amount of profit and everything that you made, you can use some of those to identify, given this project with these requirements and conditions, how much is the chance of being profitable in this project? Just as an example. So this could be a tool that could be used to help your company decide based on data, not gut feeling, on whether they want to undertake something or not. And you know, definitely this is a tool that you can use as human to make decisions. The tool won't you know, basically give you a recommendation and you're the one that is making the final decision. If you say, hey, you know, we're going to go inspect this asset and we're trying to determine how much to charge, right, which is the one of the, the million dollar questions out there, instead of, you know, a potential hours calculation, you know, times a billable array, like you could just go back into your thousands of projects, let's say. I'm sure you'd have to establish some parameters and some data for the AI to take in. But ultimately, right, it should be able to tell you, hey, based on past experience, you should be charging X or some other piece of data to help you as a decision maker come to a final decision. Absolutely. And these are the some of the unique ways that you and your company can make decisions that could differentiate you from the, the competitors. Is there any other resources that you would recommend to our listeners? to help them better understand how AI could be used in engineering. Beside the book, on our website, we also have a AI workbook that people just can go and download in the resources section. And uh, this AI workbook basically uh, explains some of the workshops that we run, how to run it, what are the tools and equipments you need. So basically trying to help you to get started and trying to uh, help you to do some of the activities that I explain uh, in the book on your own. So I highly recommend downloading the workbook. It's free, no charge. And also we have a course in our website. So it's a two-hour AI course specifically designed for uh, architecture, engineering, and construction sector about AI. And that's also based on the book. So if you don't have time to read the book, you can take the course, and of course, connect with me on LinkedIn and ask any questions, and I'll be happy to direct you based on your specific needs into and answer your questions. What other advice would you give to engineers that are aspiring to couple with their current career or transition into something more of a path involving AI? My advice would be just to get started. If you want to learn more about AI, you know, read more, get started, and start thinking about how it could be applied to your specific needs and specific use cases. When I started my career, it was around early 2000s. And this was a time that everybody was talking about 
well, everything will be digital and, you know, programming was the thing at that time was the computer science was a really big thing. And today it's just everywhere. And what we see is AI is everywhere that, you know, we use a um, typical person often interact with AI more than 20 times a day, but not so much in our industry compared to other industries. And this requires all of us to learn more about AI, to act on it, to think about it, and to start building skills that can help us grow the industry the way that we want and bring the right people to the industry so that they can build the right solution. So to sum it up, start learning, start thinking, and start learning the skills that can help you in your career and the industry put all of us in the right direction. That is, you alluded to earlier, right? That intersection between technical specialists, right? You know, architects, engineers, contractors, and those who know about AI, right? That overlap right now is very tiny. So if you're interested, you know, to the audience in a career taking advantage of not only just artificial intelligence, right? Programming, other computer science related topics, because that intersection's so small, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because there's a, definitely a lot of opportunity out there to provide a lot of value to you know, your firm or whether it be you as an independent consultant, et cetera. So, I mean, the possibilities are almost endless, but thank you so much for joining us today. If our listeners want to connect with you kind of post-show, what's the best way to reach you? Shoot me an email, Mehdi, uh, M-E-H-D-I at yegatech, Y-E-G-A-T-E-C-H dot com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn a lot and uh, yeah, just get in touch and I'll be happy to invite you to our webinars or some of the uh, free share outs that we have and let's get connected. Let's work together and let's push this industry forward. It's been a pleasure, Manny. And until next time, again, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Please remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at aectechpodcast.com. There, you will find a summary of key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering and technology endeavors. Thank you.